Hi, thanks for listening to the It's Not Just One Thing podcast series from Physio My Dog. I'm Harriet KitKat and I'm from Physio My Dog. I'm a vet physiotherapist specialising in dogs, but I'm also a dog owner myself and I'm also incredibly nosy and interested in knowing more and more about what we can do as dog owners, but also as therapists as to what we can do to help dogs. So I hope you find this series useful. And then tell us a little bit more about what happened after you kind of read up and decided that it was something that you were going to be maybe acting on, yes. <laughs> certainly looking at it. Yeah, so it got to the point where I really felt February this year just gone, that she was really on the, at the end of her tether. She was falling over a great deal. We, were, we, we bought a sling for her back legs to help her upstairs um you know we we have the house where she has to go downstairs go to the toilet so she you know we couldn't avoid stairs really um and walking she would go and try and play with dogs and she would turn and fall over um you could tell at the end of a walk he he walked that far she was in immense pain every step and i i sort of had that empathy with her and i realized that i had to do something so you mentioned um you know the stem cell vet you had mentioned uh, Stuart Holperin. I did a, quite a bit of research about what it does and what it w- would do. And I realized that it was still going under anesthetic. So, um, but I'd gone onto the Facebook, uh, the arthritis Facebook page and saw there was a, um, a video on, you know, um, how we, you know, how, um, big dogs or older dogs with anesthetic, which was Stuart had done. So I watched that. And I still thought, yeah, okay, I've just been and had two operations. I know what, I, what, what process I went through. And I thought, well, looking very similar. So there's no guarantees, but it did really sound like, you know, there's a lot of care and attention uh, around that anesthetic process. Um, and so Stuart was very kind and um, we spoke about it in detail again. Um, and that point, I realized that time really was a, of the essence and I had to, to get get moving now we have a lifetime insurance policy and i tried to phone them up and ask them would they be able to what they would cover if anything and they they were completely non-committal so i so i don't have time to mess about um and i just went for it and it was the best thing i ever did and um you know and thanks to you and thanks to Stuart and and the treatment she is um pain-free um you know, she'll never be, uh, she'll, she'll never run around for as freely as she used to because she's got also got, um, you know, some is- issues with her uh, sp- spondylitis. I think I can't remember that. I never, ne- I never call it the right thing. Spondylosis. Sponsor, spondylosis. <laughs> yes, spondylitis. You know, like spondylosis. Yeah. Yours, one, yours sounds much more interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's all to do with sponges. Yeah. <laughs> so she has that, which doesn't actually hurt her, but, you know, means that she has a bit restricted movement. But she's got the point now where she doesn't topple over. She runs. She's pretty happy. She trots very well. She is in completely in no pain. Um, Stuart has been brilliant. I've gone back there a couple of times. I've then come down to see you and we've done more physio because um, I believe that, you know, even though we've done all that treatment, she had um, um, two, two shots. So I didn't have to go all the way to stem cell. So that, you know, we had... Uh, um, full uh, x-rays all her hips Stuart then um while she was still under came out and said look this is what I believe is what we should be doing now he could have taken me completely for a ride and said yeah we need to 
put all these injections in every you know joint and you know and do stem cell. But he just said, "This is what I believe is a problem. I think we can get away with um, doing the platelets, um, which is stage two of three. Three would be stem cell. First stage would be um, a gel that they fire into the hips. Stage two would be taking out the uh, liquid that's around the, the joints and um, taking out the red blood cells and putting it back in. That would what they call platelets. And the third would be actually taking stem." Uh, Belly, belly cells out and then cultivate them in a lab and you would have to go back six weeks later and get those injections but he just said look I looked at her she's a really healthy dog she really does have problems in her two uh, hip area on left and right just slightly displaced right hip these are the things I think we should do um, and this is you know what it will cost um, you know shall we go ahead and I was like she's under let's go and do it so she had um uh, Andrew, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the of the first. Um, it's just jumped out of my head stupidly, but there was a gel that goes in. It's almost like a a gel that fits around the the joints. And, oh, arthromid. Yeah, arthromid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then then the platelets, uh, which is to help them regenerate uh, the meniscus and the cartilage. So we had those two um, in both of her hips, and it was an almost immediate transformation. Um, that she could tell she was suddenly just all the weight off her shoulders, similar to what, what I felt when my knees were done. Um, I could just see it in her eyes. Now she's just a happy girl. And we've carried on taking these supplements, um, which are, you know, quite a few tablets, but they're supplemental to, um, you know, the whole process because it, it, it takes, a, you know, it can be up to six to seven months where you, the benefit can continue. So we're now um, February, so we're sort of six months. And, um, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing is I know she's pain-free. She's active. Uh, she likes her walks. Um, again, she, is, she goes out and sees she has a boyfriend called Oscar who she just makes lots of little silly noises and gets really excited hey. about. He's a yellow lab called Oscar. <laughs> and she just goes nuts for him. Um, and I've no idea why, but anyway, you know... Um, you better treat her well, anyway. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring so, her home uh, on time. Yeah, bring her home on time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just a happy, happy girl again, and loving, sweet, good with all. She's she's a matriarch. If you if anyone's ever in Lammas Park in Ealing or Walpole Park in Ealing, people will know Elsa. She's a you know big Great Dane who loves all the puppies. They all come and see her. You know, I give treats out all the time. But uh, they just love Elsa. She is such a sweet girl. And she knows and she knows puppies now. Obviously, she's nine and a half. So puppies that are no longer puppies, seven or eight, they still come over and say hello. And she remembers every single one of them. So, you know, um, she's a special girl anyway. She's my girl, which obviously I'm a, probably a little bit biased. But, um, <laughs> you know, but they're, they're a lovely breed uh, of dog. Um, generally very sweet. Um, they're not quite as easy as I make it sound. You do have to be fairly firm with them, not in a, not in a, just in direction. Yeah. They like, they like to be directed. They, once they, once they're comfortable in, 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 in not so much who's boss, it's more that like any dog, I, I, you know, I'm a great believer that they just need a little bit of direction, a bit like children, what's right and what's wrong. Doesn't have to be heavy handed, you know, um, rewards on treats when they do something good and they, they, they very quickly learn what is, you know, and they look at you all the time and they're watching you and they know your moods and they know everything. So they're, they're pretty smart. They'll work it out. Um, but when they're, if they're not being guided correctly 
I'm a big believer that they start trying to guide themselves and that's when you might get some behavioral problems, you know, mm. which I think can be avoided. Um, you know, so I, 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 you know, I occasionally have friends, dogs and stay and I have people here going, you know, we look after the dog for a week while we're away and I don't do it for money. I bring dogs in and I tend to, I tend to be more happy to take in the tough dogs because Elsa's such a you know, beautiful presence with them. They all love her. That, um, you know, I usually hand back dogs better behaved than you've ever known. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Give me the dog whisperer now. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's just, I, I just have an affinity. My view of me and the dogs is I really do get on very well. I, they're such beautiful animals. I think my dogs and, and horses are my two favorite animals. You know, although when I was on the farms, I, you know, the cows are great. The sheep, they're all, they're all wonderful. We're very fortunate. We should all treat them better, to be honest. But I think I've got the same IQ level as a dog. So that's where we get on. (laughs) So when you look back on, you know, sort of Elsa's life and all the rest of it, what are your, you know, what are your sort of standout moments, do you think, with her? You know, in a good and a bad way? Because everyone always looks back on their dog. Well, I think it's quite common. It's like, you know, like when you were saying earlier on with with Petra, you know, you have certain things that you kind of just remember about them. What is your, what when you kind of think of Elsa, what do you kind of like think about and what are those standout moments for you? It, it's a good question. I mean, just, I, I, just the fact that everyone's so enamoured with her, you know. I mean, I hear, you hear it a thousand times, she looks like a pony and all that, but it, it's a genuine, because um, I, I, cause for me, she's just her. Yeah. And, and I don't see her as being particularly big. Uh, although you know because i'm i'm with her every day but it is like you know getting the the the, just looking at the little kids who just want to you know see this massive dog you know yeah Uh, i guess it's like standing next to a a frisian cow you know she's she's she's, the black and white cows you know as a as an adult you stand next to a frisian cow it must be like that for a three-year-old but i do love the way that she's so gentle around puppies she's so gentle with 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 uh, kids you know she's not she's a little bit aloof she doesn't necessarily like to be uh, touched by um every stranger but uh with but she has this sort of affinity of of letting children come and you know put her ears and you know go up, up to her and you know um so that's that's the i think she's such a gentle soul which is which is nice Aww. um the bad side of it is that you know she got um she got attacked when she was little and that fear factor hits in so uh, there's a certain type of dog with, you know, um, certain size and shape. I have to be a bit wary with her. Um, and um, she she loves some Border Terriers, but then other Border Terriers who have a nip at her. So I always have to make sure that uh, Border Terriers, I have to just make sure that um, I'm, I'm, I'm watching her. Mm. Uh, um, she has a few in the park that she's known since puppies um, who she loves, Roxy and Gordon who is absolutely beautiful, but some of the older ones she's not met before, she'll, um, she'll be wary because she got attacked by, by one going up thinking it was Rocket, and it wasn't. It was, oh. um, so now, so, you know, like any dog, you think they're perfect, but they do have their, um, you know, uh, idiosyncrasies. So, you know, like anything, she's a big dog. She acts like a dog. Um, but because she's a big great Dane, you you know you can tend to get yourself in a bit more bother than if a little dog has a scrap. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So you know, so that. It, but overall, though, um, you know, I'm I'm glad I did a lot of reading on on the breed and I, and the modern the modern way that dogs should be treated. There's a lot of incredible work done in the last thirty years 
um, in Dog Behaviour and Dogs with Humans, which is worth reading. And I find that sort of stuff fascinating. Um, and I did a lot of reading. Um, and I think, you know, I, I never like to think that I know everything. I certainly, dog and, and um, but I knew it was 30 years, 30 years on. So let's see what was you know, written about. So I think you can learn a lot about dog behavior and what dogs should be like um, by reading things and listening to people like you who've done, you know, uh, studied and done, done the, you know, um, the more biological side of animals, you know, um, and get guided by people for the best benefit to you, of your dog, you know, and I think that is important. Those are things that I would say, um, you know, it's all, it, every day's learning, you know, you, you, you know, there's no perfect dog owner and there's no perfect dog. So, but I'm a great believer that the dog, you know, if you're nice, if you love your dog and you care about them, your dog will be a nice dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting what you say, though, about the um, the dog behavior. Because on series one of my podcast series, I interviewed um, Adam from, uh, he's a dog behaviorist. And um, but that was one of our topics, actually, of conversation. So if anyone's listening, they want to go back on onto series one, because I, that was one of my questions about, you know, how dog behavior has changed or dog behaviorists, sorry, dog trainers have changed so much, you know, say me growing up in the 70s and how, you know, what we were like, with, you know, with our dogs and what have you and, and other people and, and then how people are now. And, uh, you know, just there's so many different styles and all the rest of it. So I think it's, it's really, as you say, it's really worthwhile for people to kind of don't assume that everything was what it was when we were growing up with dogs because you know things have yeah. changed things have moved on yeah Absolutely. i mean yeah. i mean obviously just from a behavior perspective but also the options now you know there wasn't dog physio you know no, when, right. we, yeah. when we were growing up and and all the rest of it and i just think that's what's really lovely so you kind of almost answered one of my questions but one of my last questions to you was you know if you were to pass on sort of advice you know well two things really what what is it that you think that elsa has taught you because i always feel like animals are our greatest teachers so I guess my last two final questions would be, you know, what do you feel that Elsa has taught you and what would your advice be to any other owners that are maybe listening to this and thinking, oh, yeah, you know, maybe there's some similarities. So what would your be advice to be, you know, to other people? Um, so, yeah, so there's so many dogs in the park at the moment and there's so many new owners because of lockdown and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I, you know, very, I, I get, because the dogs are at home, dogs really love to be with their people. Um, but one of the things that I, I learned from, from Elsa, I think, is, is that, you know, if they, if they trust you and you trust them, you know, um, to, to, to care for, for their environment, they, they will care for it. So, you know, one of the things was when, when we, you know, when I first started, you know, having to go to meetings and things like that, and my wife wasn't at home on that day, Elsa would have to be left. Um, you know, and, and initially I'd leave her in the crate and, you know, and I could tell when she came back, I'd have a dirty protest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she was little. So in the end, it was like I, I felt that I should give her a bit more space. And in the end, I gave her the run of the house. And on the run of the house, she she just, you know, she respected it. She respected everywhere that she went. You know, she knew there were certain places that she could sit um, and certain places that was off limits. And I, it was a, a process of saying, why this is off limits and she's respected that it's the same as you know food uh, left that's you know head height for her or or even lower if it's not hers she respects it and i think it's just a matter of um you know a gentle understanding over time that you know they can pick up 
you know, things really well. And also they can tell you things. So she tells me, um, you know, when she wants to cuddle, she tells me when, you know, get off the settee. I want it for me. You know, um, she'll take herself up to bed if I'm being too loud or something, you know, so I, that, those are things it's like, you know, um, you know, you have to respect their, their place as a being, not a human being, but as a being, you know, you shouldn't morphosize them into being a person because that's not right. But they also know their own will and, and uh, can also be incredibly respectful and, and loving of you and also put you in your place as well. If you'll put, you know, going beyond boundaries. But, you know, so I think she's she's taught me um, just, you know, it's just better to be nicer to everybody, mm. you know. Um, and one thing she has given me is just she has re- released so much stress. I have a stressful, I've always had a stressful job in, in sales, IT and you know, is always hitting numbers and things like that. And that can be quite stressful. And I think she's, you know, just, a, she's a grounding, um, you know, so I really thank her for that. And, you know, just to know that she cares about me so much. Mm. Oh, I'm having a little tear in my eye. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but you do, but that, they do that to you. You know, they, they do. do, they do. And, it, you know, and, you know, it doesn't matter what's happening in the day. People always say, it doesn't matter what happens in your day, they are there waiting for you and they're loving you. But it's more, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's, they can sense if you've had a good day or a bad day or whatever. And, you know, and she reacts accordingly. You know, um, it's not, so if I'm actually in a bad mood, she actually can come over and she'll come over and go, like, calm down. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. And if, if I'm in a really good mood, she'll be like, oh, I don't need to go anywhere near him. I'm going to go and sit over there and keep out of his way. <laughs> Because he's already otherwise, I'm gonna he's gonna smother me in kisses, and I've had enough, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so lovely, though, isn't it? And I just think that's what's so. I mean, because they are all individuals, you know. If, you, yeah. if you'd had like a whole load of Great Danes, you know, before her, she would still be so different to all of them. And I just oh, think yeah. that's yeah. what is so lovely about dogs, and that's why I love dogs so much. And I'm sure it's similar with you know with different animals, but obviously we're talking about dogs here. But um, yeah. but yeah, just that that mutual love and that kind of unconditional love as well that you have. And it's just, yeah, I mean, they're just the best, aren't they? I mean, like you say, you can have the worst day or the worst year or whatever it may be. And then they just, they're just there. But, you know, they're just there for us. And they're just... Yeah. I never thought I'd get, I never thought I could love another animal as much as I love my first dog, you know. Um, And there's so many things. I think she's almost been reincarnated. You know, there's so many things that that, that are similar um you know in the way that they act and and how they are and so so i put that question to myself is it just a dog you know are they all acting like dogs you know you know these traits and you know because i really felt this was such a similar you know um the essence of of elsa is is almost the same as the essence of petra and i think generally they you know there are dog traits of course just there are human traits but i think that especially with you know, I mean, I know, I'm, I've come across a lot of male dogs. I've never had one of my own, but I have an affinity with female dogs, and they are just so beautiful and they are so nurturing. And I just think that yes, it's similar. They both have this similar nurturing quality, but it's just it's just just dog. There's just female dogs can be so loving, understanding. You know. Um, it's it's it, it's amazing it's amazing that their, their their depth of empathy to you towards you as well i just it, it does sometimes 
um, you know, I try to put, it's hard to, I can't put it into words. And I, I, I think about it all the time. It's like, they are so much cleverer than we give them credit. Yeah. Than, than the, you know, and the thing I always think is a real shame is that there are all these people you meet in the parks who are scared of dogs and, but they won't, they won't try and change that process. And you see all these wonderful programs on TV about dogs, about dog behaving, behavior, you know, how dogs can get misinterpreted, how they can get into bad habits because the owners aren't aware, you know, um, and you but, only dog people watch them. Like, yeah. It's such a waste. You know? <laughs> it's such a waste. It's like if you don't know your, if you don't know dogs, just watch these programs. Because I have had a few people over this last year whose wives and children have got lockdown dogs. You know, and I can tell you now, every single one of those fathers who didn't want a dog, that dog is their idol. They're, they're like, yeah, yeah. 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 They, yeah. they once, fall and hook line they and fall sinker. They fall hook line and sinker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a, which is I don't think there's another animal on the planet that can do it. So, you know, they 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 are incredibly clever creatures because you know they all used to they used to you know um, stand on the edge of our societies, you know, um, not being let in, and then they then they work for us, you know, and now they're living in our houses. They're the mm. ones uh, you know being spoiled. You know, <laughs> we're spending a fortune on. Care. <laughs> <laughs> and their they, treats and their food. They're having the lives that they deserve. That, that's absolutely, what I absolutely. Think. And I just think that, well, if we're foolish enough to, you know, uh, dogs fundamentally are cleverer than the rest of us. You know, I know, they, they've got I it know. made. It's a dog's oh, life. Really it? it really <laughs> is. It really Well, thank you so much, Paul, for sharing your story with you. Well, your connection with Elsa, but also Elsa's story as well, and a little bit of Petra's as well, because I just think it's so lovely for other people to say to kind of, hear other stories about because there's you know i'm never going to get bored of talking to other people about dogs and uh and i just think it's really nice especially with great days because they are a, they're a special breed aren't they and um they are, they are. you know yeah. and it's to say it's so lovely that um that you sort of spared spent some some of your day today with um just telling us a little bit but a bit more about her and, and so for anyone that's listening i've done a case study actually on elsa um, so if you want to read a bit more about um, her treatments and um, I'll put some links in the description as well of the podcast. If you want to do um, so if people want to do a bit more reading up on some of the treatments and what have you that um, that Paul has gone through with us. So I can I'll put the links up and then people can have um, have a bit of a read and what have you. And they can um, and I, if you've got any questions, I can always make sure that the, the questions get to the right people. Because uh, as I say, there's a lot of information out there and what helps one dog, as we sort of already mentioned, what helps one dog isn't always going to help another but i think it's important to know that they said there are options out there um and it's important that everyone feels comfortable and and has a good understanding of what what is what is available so thank you again paul i really do appreciate your time and i look forward to your next trip down to somerset so i get to see you and, and elsa again in, in the flesh <laughs> yes yeah well i look forward to that too and, and harriet and anyone listening you know um harriet really uh, has has made a massive difference to to our lives she um, again, I get a bit emotional, oh, but you you don't. you sent me to Stuart, and and that has given Elsa more life because Stuart said to me in uh, my last visit, um, I said, look, I don't think she would still be here if we hadn't this treatment, and he said, I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you that because you know that would not be a um, professional, but I'm glad you went ahead with the treatment because I, I agree with you, I don't think she would be here without the treatment because the pain would have been almost insurmountable for her after a while. So, you know, I know that we're getting borrowed time, but it's really um, great time because she's 
happy, healthy, and she's pain free. And I want to thank you very much for 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 those your guiding your guidance from the moment we met. So that's that's um, you know uh, thank you and oh, thank you pleasure. for give give me a chance to oh, just to tell pleasure. people about my favourite thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you again, and uh, say well, thanks everyone for listening. And um, as I say, if anyone's got any questions or queries, then obviously they can get in touch. So thanks again, then Paul. I'll speak Take to care. you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the It's Not Just One Thing That Will Help Your Dog podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful. If you'd like any more information about anything that we've been discussing, please contact me. You can find my website by Googling Physio My Dog. You can also look me up on Facebook and Instagram under the same name, Physio My Dog. I look forward to hearing from you.